of Two Old Pirates. This should be podcast 27, I believe. I'm getting a bit older, but I'm trying to go and remember. We, uh, I'm going solo tonight. Um, producer Vinny's not going to be here. And Gabriel's still on reconnaissance in another state far, far from here, covering many, many things of importance. He's trying to get an interview with President Trump at the moment. But I thought I'd go ahead and change things up a little bit tonight for Podcast 27. So if you're listening and you're used to uh, A True Story by Eric, uh, I'm going to take an episode off on that uh, because uh, I like to change the format up every now and then. And what I want to do is, if you're paying attention, this is for the ladies, all right? Uh, I've had, I don't know, probably 30 messages uh, over the last say month and a half, two months, uh, you know, talking about all different things about the podcast, you know, different things we should cover. But it, it said, why don't you ever talk anything about that women like? Um, and I started thinking about it and, you know, truthfully, we talk about sports, talk about movies, talk about music, you know, some of my true stories. Uh, I'm like, is there anything really for women? I mean, there's some, there's a lot of positive things that I hear from, you know, women and stuff, um, that follow us, but I never really just sat there and said, hey, why don't we discuss something that's important to them? Um, then I went and looked at the analytics, and the analytics show that our, from what they can you know, control, the information that they get, uh, our podcast is uh, 88% male. So I need more ladies. And I, hey, I'm married. I'm happily married. But I need more of you to listen to me. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and do uh, an episode tonight that's going to cover... Uh, a little bit of music. Um, it's going to go ahead and cover uh, top ten because you know I've heard you know ever since we started this you know people like the top tens and stuff. And then, uh, but I'm going to start off with something for you ladies. So we are about two minutes in, and I hope that you're listening. And what I want to discuss today is uh, I've had this uh, you know this formula that I that I believe in. I truly believe in this to my heart um, that. Um, I can fix your situation if you're single and you're trying to find the right guy. That's for a free podcast. This is worth everything. All right. If now I want to be as positive as I can with this. All right. If you're a guy, I'm sorry. I'm giving them information. I'm going across the battle lines to them the women of America that want to find a decent, good hearted all around guy who's going to be there. And I'm going to tell him one of our secrets. I'm going to tell him one of our secrets that keep us, uh, with them that we don't chase other girls, uh, that we don't lie and cheat. I'm going to tell them the secret for you ladies out there. And I'm trying to be as nice as possible. I really am. If you're into one night stands, if you're into, just hit it and quit it. Booty calls, uh, knocking the boots, whatever you guys want to call it. Don't listen to me. Don't listen to any of this because you're not serious. If you're able to go ahead and meet a guy and just because he's good looking or something, you'll just jump to home plate like that. Uh, this is not going to matter to you because you're not ready to be serious. Uh, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to be in any way uh, divisive. But you know what I'm talking about. You're not waiting to see if this is the right guy. You're, you're use, using raw emotion and, and sexuality to jump into something that you're not ready for. But those of you, now that it's maybe wound down from the dudes who are no longer listening or the girls who like to get their freak on, if you're a young lady and you're still like, how do I find a decent guy? 
I'm going to go ahead and talk to you for a second. I've been with my wife 26 years. I've also been a teacher for a long time, and I've had a lot of friends that got divorced. And I'm going to go ahead and go through a couple steps that'll ensure you that you have a good shot if he's a decent guy. If he's a piece of crap, these are going to be the warning signs to just cut it. Just cut it and let it go. And don't ever look at him again. Don't ever look back there because he's not going to change. Men are very simple creatures. Okay, we can have different emotions and we can have different ideas and thoughts, but basically we're all the same creature. Um, and the easiest way to find out if we're going to be a decent creature, which I think most men could be decent, is if you draw the line. Draw that line, ladies. And I've been saying this for years and years and years. If I have, you know, one of my students come up and say, Mr. Wolf, I just don't understand. I always just sit there and say, draw your line. Just draw it. And what I mean by drawing the line is, from the first moment that you're interested in a, in a young man or a, a man, and he's interested in you, if he knows up front, there's a line. No matter how gorgeous you might think the guy is, no matter what great shape he's in, uh, no matter his cologne or his smile, no matter what you're smitten with, if you can get through all that emotional and sexual uh, tension and have your line drawn, that he's going to respect you with no chances of stepping over that line, you might catch one. You might catch one. And, you know, you might sit there and say, well, you know, I've heard what you're saying before. What are you talking about stuff? I'm going to go through a little bit here. When you start to date someone, and he should feel like every single time he's around you, not that you're perfect or anything, because we understand how people don't feel good about themselves and stuff. But when he's with you, he should think, I am with, I'm the luckiest dude here in this restaurant. I'm the luckiest dude in this movie theater. I'm the luckiest dude walking hand in hand with this girl at a park. I'm the luckiest guy out at the beach. Because look who I'm with. This girl is beautiful. And she's smart. And she's caring. And she's understanding. And she listens to me. He should feel that way about you when you guys are first going out. Not saying later on he should, but I'm saying when he's first going out. And he can prove that in certain ways that I'm telling you with the line that you're going to draw. When you're dating someone and he sees you, there should be an excitement in his eyes. There should be a hug. There should be a smile. There should be genuine excitement. But when it comes to relationships, when he looks at you, he's got to understand, I'm like, I knocked it out of the ballpark. You know, you're not putting her on a pedestal so high that she thinks she's like it. She's the only thing that's ever lived. But you're putting her on a little bit higher plane than you because you're so happy that you got her. Um, if he's immature around you when you guys start dating, and I'm going to say some stupid things, but I'm trying to let you know about that line. If he disrespects you so much that he's going to burp in front of you, if he's going to fart in front of you, then he doesn't think very highly of you. He should almost, I don't want to say eggshells, but he should be like, man, I've got to really impress this woman. I want to, I want to keep her in my life. So all the things that you might do later on, a year later, when you really get to know each other, and she might burp in front of you, she might fart in front of you. But at the beginning, it's not an act. It's having the ultimate signs of respect because you want to keep them in your life. Because trust me, a late, you might sit there and say, yeah, but a year later if it's happening. But the line's already been drawn. 
and the the line that's been drawn has made sure that up to that point, maybe a year or two years later, if he's a little immature and burps or something like that, he ain't ever going to go back and do the other things that could have gone over the line. A burp or a fart somewhere is going to be a lot less than sleeping with someone else or cheating on you, right? So, if he drinks heavily, if whenever you guys go out, he has to drink heavily, if he is partaking in drugs in front of you and you don't do things like that, um, if when he's around his friends and you're there, he acts totally different, these are the different things that the line has, the line has to be drawn. You know, if, if he says, hey, let's go out and hang out with some of my friends, and you're like, okay, and you get there, and he's wasted, and he knew you were coming, what the hell is he thinking? I'm not saying he's supposed to change his life. I'm just trying to say that for you, on that occasion, he should have enough respect to know I'm not going to get blitzed. My girl's coming over, and I don't have to be that way with the guys with her, because I might leave with her. It might get boring with the guy and stuff, but if I'm so drunk, I can't do anything. Is he really thinking about you or is he thinking about himself? And you never want to have to take him away from his friends. That's a big no-no. But the thing is, if he can't change and be a little different in front of his friends for you, then you're just like his friends. And imagine what they do when they get together. So, if he has a ton of girls that are his friends, that's okay. That's okay. But the line's drawn. The lines drawn says, yeah, you can be friends with these girls, but uh, you're not going to go out with them. I'm your girl. You know, you're dating me. The line's been drawn. It sounds rough. It sounds uh, like tough love, but it has to be. Here's your heart over here broken six weeks later because the line was never drawn. Or here's your heart over here six weeks later where you've kind of had to put him in his own place and make him understand, I'm worthy. I'm not going to be just another two or three week fling and get thrown to the side and break my heart. I'm not going to hear all the words, I love you. And you never show it because it's easy to say, I love you. That's a decision you have to make. If you continue to want to sit and with sympathy and call your girlfriends, I can't believe he did this again. Draw the line. Just draw it. It's not that hard. There's millions of guys out there. And trust me, if you meet somebody who's worthwhile, he'll respect you the way that you want to be respected. Now, if you don't want that respect and you don't give a, a crap about how he treats you or how he respects you, don't bitch. Don't cry about it. You asked for it by p p picking a guy who didn't know his limits. I told you men are very simple beings. If we truly care about you, now, if he's a piece of crap, he's a piece of crap right? He's going to cheat on anybody. But if he truly cares about you, he will only go as close to that line as you let him. That's the God's honest truth. Because if it's something worth losing, he won't go near it. Because he doesn't want to lose you because you mean something to him. But we do have guys that will push the envelope a little bit. And it, it, you've got to be strong, ladies. And you've got to follow through. So if you sit there and say, hey, we're going to go out this Thursday and blah, blah, blah. And he calls you and says, oh, me and the guys are going to get together. We can do it sometimes later. All right. Here's the line. You ever do this again? Sit. Are you serious? It's just one night with my friend. You ever do it again? You ever stand me up again? It's over. Don't need you. Don't want you. 
you might not mean that and it might be breaking your heart but you've got to you've got to kind of tell him because if not that will happen repeatedly because he's pushed the line and you allowed it to be pushed back you didn't draw it you kind of set up a line maybe draw that freaking line and say this is where you do not pass and guess what if he cares about you and that's the thing if he cares about you he won't go near that line because you'll be the one thing he doesn't want to lose so he might care about you he might like you a whole lot he might be sexually attracted to you and want to have sex with you all the time you know it could be a bunch of different things but if the line hasn't been drawn eventually he'll try to push it consciously or subconsciously he'll try to push past that line a little bit he'll do little things just to see and the moment he does if you don't snap it back real quick then a year or two down the line you're going to be crying to your mom your dad your girlfriends I can't believe he did this. I can't remember what Eric said. Draw the line. I, I want to close with saying it's tough. It would be very tough. And I'm not I'm not saying that this is a, a 100% foolproof. But if you don't set up some kind of line, then he can go wherever he wants and do whatever he wants with the idea of, well, you didn't say anything. It's not a marriage. I understand that it's not a committed relationship yet but at the beginning if he doesn't know that you're a lady and you expect to be treated like a lady then he'll do some stupid things and he's waiting for that lady to be a little girl and just say okay I'll just deal with it instead of being a grown woman and saying I don't have to deal with that I'm worth something somebody else will want to be with me if he doesn't feel that little bit of tinge of fear that he could lose out on a great opportunity with a great woman then he's never going to worry about it. He thinks that you're more worried about losing him. And that's the problem. You've got to ha invest in yourself and know that you're worth something. The second part of this uh, podcast is going to be my top 10 list. I'm going to list my 10 favorite bands, not necessarily in order, but my 10 favorite bands of all time. And I have a large collection of music. Let's just put it that way. A very large collection of music. But... I weeded it down to 10 bands that I listen to the majority of the time, and hopefully you guys have heard of them. Uh, my top 10 bands. Now, I want you to comment on, on the site. I want you to sit there and say, your top 10. Do something fun. Instead of liking or just watching the video or listening to the video, comment. Leave a comment and just say, hey, you were so wrong. You left out this one and this one and this one. If you like rap artists, if you like, but I did bands. I didn't do singers. I did bands, all right? So, my top 10 bands are The Ocean Blue, The Doobie Brothers, The Beatles, Toad, The Wet Sprocket, Level 42, Genesis, The Cars, REM, Coldplay, and Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. So, those are my 10. Uh, most of them you've probably heard of. Some of them you might not have. Check them out on Spotify. You'll love them. Uh, great, great music uh, because I like them. And the last part of the podcast is where I ruin a song for you. All right, I've already ruined Imagine by John Lennon. And I've already ruined Summer of 69 by Brian Adams. And today, I'm going to ruin Jump by Van Halen. The reason why I'm doing this is, unfortunately, we learned today that Eddie Van Halen, one of the two brothers who formed Van Halen back in the early 70s, passed away sadly today of cancer he's been fighting it off and on for 20 years 
and it uh, it won today. So we lost one of the greatest guitarists of the last 40 years. Uh, he was he was amazing, Eddie Van Halen. So uh, he left us today, but he left so many memories and such great music that uh, he'll never be forgotten. Uh, and for a little uh, bit of info, if you listen to Billy Jean by Michael Jackson, he does the guitar solo on that. That that's Eddie Van Halen. He did it for free too. So uh, that's just a little bit of trivia. I, I like music, and you know, you guys should have known that anyways if you're a true music fan. But I'm not gonna hold it against you. So I'm gonna ruin the song "Jump." "Jump" came out in 1984 by Van Halen off their album 1984, which was one of their most popular albums ever. Sold over 10 million copies, and it had "Jump," "Panama," you know, it "Hot for Teacher." It had all these great songs on it. The thing is, "Jump" was their only number one hit. Think about the lifetime career of Van Halen. And they had multiple hits, a lot of top 40 hits, albums in the millions. Uh, but they only had one number one hit, and it was Jump. And Jump was a, was a synthesized rocker. Uh, a lot of David Lee Roth jumping around and stuff. You know how he used to be very acrobatic in the videos and stuff. But the problem is people don't really know what the song is about. You know, he says, might as well jump. Go ahead and jump. Okay. Just sounds like a cool song. Got a good rock and beat, good guitar. Drums are solid. Synthesizer was something kind of new to a lot of uh, Van Halen fans. It's about a guy jumping to his death. Uh, David Lee Roth said that he was watching the news, and he happened to see on the news that there was a man that was going to jump and take his life. And they had, uh, I guess, the local news down there. This is like an 82 or 83. And he saw this, and when they zoomed in, and he heard the people yelling, don't jump, don't jump, don't jump. In his alcohol-fueled, drug-induced mind at the time, when he was at his biggest partying, he thought, dude, jump. And that's where the song Jump came from. He's literally saying to jump, tell the guy to jump, which the guy did, and he died. But the thing is, whenever you hear that song, it gets you in a certain groove, like you want to dance, you want to get moving and stuff. And the song is actually about a guy uh, committing suicide. And that David Lee Roth sat watching his TV doing, go and go for it, go and jump, jump. Go ahead and jump. Yeah. He was telling the guy from his, uh, from his own couch, he's like cheering him on through the TV to jump. And uh, unfortunately, you know, it wasn't on camera or anything, but they said that the guy did later on jump and kill himself. And he said he always felt bad about that because when he came in and Eddie and Alex Van Halen and Michael Anthony were like laying down some different tracks. He's all, I got this really good idea. It sounds, and they, they heard him singing, jump, go ahead, jump. Uh, and they thought it was cool. And then like later on, he told, you know, them, hey, this is about a guy who's going to kill himself. I saw it on the news and he told him, exactly what I just told you, that everybody that was in the audience there watching this man were he's screaming, pleading for him not to jump. And, uh, sorry, um, David Lee Roth was at home cheering, jump, jump, go ahead and jump. And that's where he got the lyrics for jump. So, another song, Imagine, Communism, Summer 69, Sexual, and Van Halen Jump, about 
cheering on a guy to commit suicide. And another song that when you hear it come on the radio will be ruined. You'll think about a guy jumping to his death. So I hope that you enjoyed this podcast. If uh, you're watching the video of this and I look a little tired, I took what is known as a power nap. Uh, a lot of people take power naps that are 15 to 30 minutes. Uh, I got home from school after teaching today. I was really tired and I took a two hour nap. So that's my power nap. And now I look like crap and I'm tired because uh, I need to get more sleep. So uh, I hope that everybody enjoyed this podcast. It's not going to be one of the longer ones, but it will be entertaining nonetheless, especially for you young ladies and uh, any of the women that might listen to it to try to find a decent man. I'm telling you, uh, I'm not a therapist. I'm a regular guy, but I'm giving you out the secret. You draw the line and let them know that they can't cross it or they be gone. And uh, if you don't kick them to the curb, don't come crying. Let them know that you're worth something because you ladies are worth everything to us. And why should we lose you? Because we're idiots. So don't play the fool. Be good. Peace. I'll see you next time. Oh, what's that other thing? Subscribe, like, and share to people. Love you. Peace.